morning, everybody. Uh, my name is Ben, and I'm recording a podcast. I um, I am on my way to work this morning, and I have about a half hour commute. So I figured let's uh, let's make some podcasts. I uh, recently listened to this podcast um, talking about how just making making the best use of our time and and doing something every day uh, whether it's to create bring more beauty into this world do something you know and, and that the little things go a long way uh, he said it more eloquently but um, this morning I'm going to talk about beauty I I love the topic of beauty I came uh, really interested in it a handful of years ago and so I took a year and studied a little bit more of it um, the r- reality is is we are all beauty junkies we we crave beauty whether it's you know a person whether it's a thing whether we want to travel the world go see a site why, why do we want to go to the Grand Canyon? It's, it's not because we want to build our self-esteem. We want to be in awe. We crave beauty. So, what is beauty? Well, if you look at Psalm 45, which reads almost like a fairy tale. It's really great. Um, It's talking about a king and it says uh, you are the most handsome of the sons of men. And I believe this is talking about Jesus because the New Testament quotes from this psalm referring to Christ. And I learned this from Spurgeon, but Spurgeon said in the original Hebrew, the verse handsome, the the Hebrew word is doubled, so it's beautiful, beautiful art thou. So we're talking about this king who's not just magnificent in beauty, he is beyond beautiful. Now, some of you might object and say, well, what about that passage where it says, that Jesus didn't have, uh, you know, an appearance that was admirable or, you know, he wasn't anything to look at. True. His physical beauty, uh, it doesn't seem, it seems like the scriptures say he was just a, a normal looking guy. Um, but however, when you look at the attributes of who Jesus is, he is absolutely beautiful. And I would argue that he is the most beautiful being there is in the universe. So when we start talking about beauty, we have to talk about, I mean, Jesus has to come into play. You can't talk about beauty without him in it. Like, he has his fingerprints in absolutely everything in this world. He has supremacy over everything. He is sovereign. 
So any, any beauty that we experience in this world is a flavor, it's, it's a pointer, it's a reflection of God's own beauty. I mean, think about it. Anything beautiful that we experience, we, that's all coming from someone. And his name is Jesus. He's the one that created all things. So this, these, everything is from his hand. His, his word, actually. The universe is upheld by the word of his power. So, we can't escape God when we talk about beauty. We were made to crave it. Because we were made to know God. We were made to enjoy God and to be in fellowship and united to Him. So, I guess what I want to do this morning is, is talk about, well, how do we, you know, give you a, a framework, give you a, a view, a lens of how we should see the world, how we should see God. And, and what do we do with it? I know uh, sometimes within the church we kind of shy away from things that are beautiful or extravagant. We think something might be too costly or too rich or whatever you want to say. But... Um, I don't want to go down too many rabbit holes, but the thing is, is we, you know, there's no neutrality in the world. So the beauty that we experience or crave, it's either going to be sinful or it's going to be God honoring. There's no, there's no middle ground. There's, there's a sacred and there's a secular. There's no in between. So we're either desiring and craving and worshiping God or we're not and so the fact is is we have so many incredible beautiful things right in front of our eyes every single day we have people we have family wife we got our kids we have all the comforts God's given us a heartbeat, breath. And if you even just look up at the sky, I mean, sometimes we, we view the sky as just this common thing and that, look how vast and glorious and beautiful it is. Think about the clouds. Think about the sunsets, the sunrises. We think, wow, we get to experience a, a sunrise or a sunset every single day. The reality is, is God's painting a, a sunset, sunrise picture every single second because every part of the world is experiencing that. Different parts of the world. So, I mean, we're talking about God, Jesus, who breathed stars into existence, galaxies, the 
this world. <clears throat> Billions of human beings. We were made in God's image. We're made to reflect God to the world. And so... So with beauty, well then how do we how do we rightly handle it? Well we rightly handle it when we know Jesus, when we are in fellowship with him, when we are in step with the Spirit, beautiful things become an avenue, become a a place uh, to worship God, to enjoy him. And we can do that by giving him thanks by gratitude, by praise, by being in awe of, of God's handiwork. Um, you know, just read the Psalms. You know, God's handiwork is, is everywhere. And so, the heavens declare the glory of God. And when it's saying, when it says heavens, I, I think it's referring to like the skies, like above us and so we were made for beauty we were made to enjoy God who is ultimate beauty I think sometimes men might like to shy away from the topic of beauty because they think it's kind of feminine I'm not sure whether that comes from but um but the reality is, is look at the things that even men do, whether it's engineering, architecture, farming. I mean, you're, you're making beautiful things. You're designing beautiful things. You're, maybe it's music, it's art, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's plumbing. You know, you're making something that taking something that was broken something that's dirty and you're making it clean you're making it work I mean that's a an aspect of beauty like we want we want order we want uh, practicality but we also want the aesthetic of beauty I mean why do we why do we furnish our homes why do we uh, make them look appealing to the eye aesthetically pleasing Carpenters, why do we build this way and not another way? So, this isn't something that is just for women. This is something for everybody. We and the crazy thing is, is that as Christians, as followers of Jesus, we get to bring more beauty into this world. And I'm not saying that people who don't know Jesus don't bring beauty. They do. But under the lordship of Jesus, like those who know Christ, like we see why things are, what what the rea- what the, our purpose is. And you look at Abraham and the gospel that was preached to him. God says, in you all the nations, all the families of the earth will be blessed. So we're talking about, even from the beginning of Genesis, God says, be fruitful, multiply, 
have dominion. Like, go fill the earth with image bearers, with more beauty, and go have dominion. Go take what I've given you, create gardens, make things beautiful. You know, we we are in a world that is that is infected with sin and we have the thorns and thistles and we got the weeds and here we are we get to bring order into chaos we need we get to bring beauty into some of the ugliness in this world now yeah i i absolutely believe that god made a beautiful world but he made the world to be inhabited and filled and he gave man a responsibility to subdue it, to take it, have dominion over it, and to be sub-creators, as Tolkien would say. None of us are creators. We're all sub-creators because God's the only creator. So we only take what God's given us and we fashion it and make it into things that bring joy, things that feed people, things that um, that are very useful. So yeah, I mean as, so even as I'm driving um, and there's fields everywhere, there's trees there's a blue sky, the sun's out we have the perfect amount of the air air um is just a perfect amount for, for breathing. Am I saying that right? It, it's the, the ratio of whatever the air is. Uh, we get to breathe it. And if it was a certain percentage off, we wouldn't be here. We'd be dead. Uh, you know, the sun's just at the right temperature. Yeah, we get some hot days. Some cold, very cold days here in North Dakota. But um, makes things exciting. So... And, you know, people might say, well, it's just so flat and boring and there's just nothing around here in North Dakota. And it's like, look around. You know, look at a blade of grass. Look how many blades of grass there are everywhere. Look how big the sky is. You know, we are so small. We are so... And we're like grasshoppers. We're, we're ants. You know, we... And it's... God's ways are so much bigger and what God makes he makes beautiful things and I heard this from Doug Wilson but he was interviewing a a guy and talked about how when you look at a thing made by man like a bolt or a screw if you were to take it under a microscope you could actually see the jagged edges like it's, it's not straight it's not it looks kind of messy. It looks kind of distorted or, or just not well made when you when you look at it in the, uh, very finely. So compare it to like a butterfly or a caterpillar or an animal, a blade of grass, a snowflake. If you break it down all the way down, I mean, it's, be- it's beautiful without, throughout. So, I mean, it's just crazy. And so we... Yeah, I guess my encouragement this morning is 
pursue beauty, pursue God's beauty. I mean, what, what's the one prayer that David had? I think it's Psalm 27. One thing that I have asked, that I may gaze upon the beauty of the Lord, dwell in His temple. That's what he wanted. And that's what we should want. We should want to gaze and enjoy the beauty of the Lord. And we can do that. We can do that through being in His Word. His Word is like a bar of gold. And then we have leaves of gold throughout the world Throughout the world, that are pointing to Jesus, that are pointing to God. And so we can experience Him in His Word. We can experience Him in the world. And so the beautiful things that we see, that we marvel and gaze at, that we experience we can thank and worship God for these things and use what God's given us to bless the world, to, to bear fruit, to have dominion, to fill this earth with more beauty, with God's kingdom. Because the reality is, is God's kingdom is going to keep advancing. And we're, I believe we're called to bring heaven to earth. You know, what's, what's in the Lord's Prayer? Hallowed be your name, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So, we want God's will to be done here on earth as it's being done in heaven. Wow. And so, we get to, I like to say, Edenize the world. Um, bring more gardens bear fruit, bring up image bearers who delight in fearing the Lord and we get to tell the world our God reigns he is mighty and majestic and absolutely beautiful so nothing we desire can compare with him as Paul said to live is Christ and to die is gain that nothing compares to the surpassing worth of knowing Jesus. Paul said, I count all things as loss. He looked at everything in his life. He's like, I'm going to put this in a loss category because I get Jesus. To do... Man, and... I'm with you. Like, we're, we're all struggling. We all, we all have things, sins that need to be put to death. We all have... Um, hard days. This world is filled with sorrow and suffering. Yet all the while, we have a beautiful God who is orchestrating a beautiful story that's about Him. It's not about you. It's not about you. You were made for Him so we can live for Him today. Um... If you want me to talk more about that or flesh that out more, I'd be happy to. I don't have it all figured out, but God's Word is so beautiful. It's rich, and we can look to His Word and find so much beauty, guys. And so, um, yeah, let's, let's uh, yeah, my prayer today, let's, let's gaze upon God's beauty and... Uh, and see that 
every beauty is it's a reflection of God's beauty. All right, talk to you guys next time.